Hello, and welcome to the worst of the best, the podcast, where we uncover, analyze, and delve into the worst songs by the best songwriters of all time. I'm Steve Williams. And I'm David Neuschatz. (laughs) Really well done. So, why, Dave, hey Dave, can you hear me? Yeah, Steve. Why Why do great songwriters write bad songs? That's a great question. You know, it might be pressure from the labels or fans. You know, maybe maybe they're done writing a song after their first great one, and then they didn't. They never wanted to write one, but then they feel like they have to. Uh, maybe mm. they have mortgages that they got to pay on seven houses. Maybe it's the drugs. Maybe it's the drugs. Maybe it's just pure unadulterated ego. All all musicians do drugs, right? <laughs> Well, no. all the great, all the great ones. Not the, not the hard. It's weird that the hardcore, a lot of hardcore musicians don't do hardcore drugs. Yeah, but nobody listens to hardcore music. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that a a songwriter would write a bad song on purpose? Yeah, I think so. I think just to like throw people off. That someone has written a bad. Uh, there was like a. There's a famous case of someone writing a bad song on purpose and it like becoming a hit. Yeah. It, it could just be the 80s or 80s drugs. Yeah. A lot of things happen in the 80s. I think today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 70s drugs. And, <laughs> and maybe, uh, I don't know. We're going to have to talk about this, but I think this song might have been written on pur- purposely on badly. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't thought too much about it. I don't think too much about these podcasts, you know. Yeah. So to our listeners, we need to let them know that we're with this podcast, we are gonna try and be as objective as possible. We're not we're not talking about just overplayed songs that people are sick of hearing. We're talking about truly bad songs. Yes, objectively bad songs by the greatest artists, artists that we love. Right. Not artists that we hate. Not that not we're not talking about the bad songs that end up on the radio and uh, from from bands or musicians that you never hear again. We're not talking about one hit wonders. No novelty songs. No, no novelty songs or holiday songs. No holiday songs. We're not doing it. Yeah, that I mean, that brings us to some parameters. We will never discuss holiday songs on this podcast. We will also not for respect of the artist. We won't do any posthumous releases or demos or previously unreleased songs. This has got to be something that the songwriter, him or herself, has approved and has written during the course of their lifetime. And we also won't do any avant-garde songs. um, And which, in the same vein, we won't do any like uh, intros or outros, anything like that. No interludes. No talky pieces. Just basically... The standard songwriting format, right? We're, we're kind of sticking roughly within that, that category, right? Yep. That makes love. sense to you? Yeah, it's all love. Yeah, this is love, man. This is a podcast about love. Down. All right, so here we go. What, what song are we going to do today? We're doing If Dogs Run Free off of Bob Dylan's 11th album, New Morning. 
dogs run free, why not we? Across the swooping plane. My ears hear a symphony of two mules trained. Pretty good record, I would say. Pretty good songwriter, too. <laughs> decent, decent songwriter. <laughs> uh, he, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's all right. I like. I, I mean, the man. It, it's got the man in me on it, which is you know, it's a great song off an iconic soundtrack. I'd say like, I'd say this Police is Police Academy Two. Is that? <laughs> yeah, the Big Lebowski. Uh, T Bone Burnett selected this that deep cut for that soundtrack. I, I think it's. I think I don't know. This view. This album's just like kind of whatever to me. I don't love it. Uh, I think it's viewed overall as a weaker release by just generally crit- critics and fans alike. Right. So I think I think this whole there was a little stage that he was going through uh, when this record came out that was not really well received. It was a kind of a bad, a low point for Dylan, I think. But they'll come to think of it. He I mean, that being said, right after this, he became super critically acclaimed. Right. Yeah. Blood Blood on on the Tracks, tracks, I think, was right after this. Yeah, I think it was maybe right after this. But, you know, this has happened several times throughout his career where he's been not publicly received. Or yeah. People well, you get, haven't really picked up on what he was doing. And, I, I think he just gets bored and just like sneers at like he gets mad that he's so popular and then just sneers at popularity. And I think this is what that was. Yeah, I think so. I, I think he was also writing a a, a lot at this point. He, he was, had written um, Self-Portrait and this uh new morning and also what would become an album called dylan which was just a a bunch of cover songs like there was just a ton of material that i think he was just kind of pushing pushing onto albums this this record came out four months after self-portrait which is really not people were really happy were really not happy about really unhappy i think is the word i'm looking for (laughs) (laughs) displeased Yeah, uh, with that record, and this came out right after that, and uh, I think this was slightly, slightly better reception, if not for you, which was covered by George Harrison, and that was a pretty big hit for him. Uh, that was on his first solo record, "All Things Was Past," which is oh, so good, one of the greatest records. Right? It was also and covered I, by Brian Ferry on his album uh, oh, "Dylan yeah. Ask," where he just did D- Dylan covers in like I think it came out in the nineties or two thousand, like early two thousands. Okay. I, and apparently there's a version of Dylan's track that has Harrison playing the guitar on it. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard that though. That that was released in uh, one of the first bootleg series. Okay. So it's out there. Um, it's in the ether. It's out, yeah. I'd be sad and blue if not for you. So 
so yeah, there's a couple. That's a great song on there, and the man and me we talked about that song. The the title track, New Morning, I think is a really cool song. Last track, Father of Night. There's something about that song I, I really love. Father of night, father of day, father who taketh the darkness away, father who teacheth the bird to fly, builder of rainbows up in the sky. It's an interesting yeah, album. This is an interesting yeah. album. It's a little disjointed, right? It doesn't really follow. Uh, it's not. It doesn't really have a vibe to it. Yeah, the stylistically, uh, it's like it's all over the place. He's singing yeah. and like he's using his like his, his some of his nasally intonations. He's also doing like sm- like in this song, he's doing smoky juke joint vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's all he's all over the place. This was his was this his um John Wesley Harding period. Is that what this is called? Is that during this? I, I guess that maybe that's what that's called. Because he's got called. his like, he's he, he's got his like six periods or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, John Wesley Harding, I think, came out a little bit before this. Nashville Skyline as well, um, where he was kind of more singing than uh, than the typical Dylan yeah. voice. And, and so I think the register. Right, so I I think that's what you were saying that he he there's a little bit of that on this record as well. Yeah, touch. But the song we're talking about today is called "If Dogs Run Free." Yeah, this is a, a spoken song, right? The, the The lyrics here are predominantly spoken. He doesn't really sing sing this yeah. song. It's kind of a poetic, like a beatnik poet sort of recitation. Yeah, wouldn't you say? Yeah, with a like a little bluesy rollicking piano done by al cooper Mm -hmm. who is a true legend of music yeah founded uh, blood sweat and tears uh studio session legend he he played on played french horn on you can't always get what you want by the rolling stones he did the organ in like a rolling stone and like a ton of other bob dylan's hits he produced the first skinnerd albums he's he's got his he's got his hands in many a uh, a musical honeypot definitely and 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 especially with dylan yeah he was, he was kind of a there for the iconic moments of dylan's uh career too yeah i'll take the first i'll take the first uh verse here you gotta okay? get smoky yeah let's really smoke <laughs> it up if dogs run free then why not we across the sweeping plain my ears hear a symphony of two mules, mules, trains, and rain. The best is always yet to come. That's what they explained to me. Just do your thing. You'll be king if dogs run free. Now, when I hear that, I'm, I'm picturing Bob Dylan just breaking and entering into every house in his neighborhood and just taking the leashes off dogs, just like letting dogs out. <laughs> Like a cantankerous Bob Dylan, just bear crawling through doggy doors, and just like, if that was the music video for this song, I think this would have been a huge hit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, I don't know. This is if I mean the the first line itself. If dogs run free, I mean, if dogs run free, that idea itself. What like what do you think he's saying there? Is that for me, I'm thinking that's an absolute, right? That that's yes, dogs run free, right? So everything that he's saying after that is just the the truth in his eyes, right? I'm 
if dogs run free, then why not we? It's 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 a puzzling line to me because we do run free. <laughs> we are <laughs> virtually we're just free to move about, whereas dogs yeah. are not. I think it's I think it's both. I think dogs run free, so we should as well. I think that whole point. For me, my interpretation of this is that dogs do run free. So every t- every instead of saying if dogs run free, instead of posing it as a question, try reading it as, listen, dogs run free, so we should as well. Yeah, yeah, I know, I totally, yeah. I get that. My ears hear a symphony of two mules, trains, and rain. Okay, so he's hearing something. <laughs> Uh, that so, he that's that he likes it's pleasing to his ears so he's in he's in the old west or the south at this point the old, the south, the old south the old southwest yeah the like a sharecroppers thing it's like because he's like this is like i'm is he he's put it's like he's putting himself in like the sharecropping like you know 50s and i guess still the 60s or something because mm-hmm. like the two mules trains and rain um if i'm remembering and a swooping plane as well yeah a swooping plane okay that's like so i i think he's putting himself there hence like yeah the juke joint vibe the, oh, the best is always yet to come that's what they explained to me just do the, do your thing you'll be king these are like really just like vague it's not really saying much right he's yeah. like it's just putting out these vague ideas that kind of everybody knows about. The best is yet to come. I think he's really just practicing it rhyming with E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, why, don't, why don't you take the uh, second second stanza here? Okay. If dogs run free, why not me? Across the swamp of time, my mind weaves a symphony. A tapestry and tapestry of rhyme. O oh, winds which rush my tail to thee, so it may flow and be to each his own. It's all unknown if dogs run free. Bad. Bad. And he <laughs> he brings symphony back in there. Yeah, again, a symphony. Now his mind is weaving a symphony. He's not only, he's thinking in symphony. He's not his just hearing ears- and his mind are uh, <laughs> taken over by a symphony. So I guess he's uh, he's saying, if dogs run free, why don't I write a song? <laughs> that rhymes. The swamp of time. He's really, now he's really getting into the deep south now. Yeah. He went from maybe, he, now he's, he went from North Mississippi to South Mississippi. Yeah. And then, but yeah, so he's like, basically, yeah, I'm going to write a song. And, uh, but then again, it's like that, those last lines to each his own, it's all unknown. It's just this like really vague 13 year old poetry, (laughs) just basic stuff that doesn't really say anything that is. uh, Yeah. And he's talking to the listener now. He's like being like, oh, winds which rush my tail to thee. It's like, okay, so is this a love song? <laughs> yeah. It's tail, like, not, not dog's tail. A, a, a tail is in a story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
but like I'm bringing my I'm bringing my story to you. This is my my vague story where I'm mm. posing posing more questions. I here's an interesting side note, or maybe it's not interesting at all. But I I found out that Dylan has uh, mentioned dogs in some form in thirty of his songs. Bob's best friend. Yeah, Bob's best friend. This is dog. He probably well. It doesn't seem like he likes people much. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it has never seemed like he likes people that much. He was he's like yeah. a studier of people, but maybe that's why he's come to just have so much distaste for humanity because yeah. he likes. He does like telling stories about people, though. I oh guess. boy, does he ever! Maybe, maybe his like storytelling is just a, a, another way of him just like shit talking people. <laughs> Ray Davies is really into that. Yeah, yeah, he was good at it. He loved to burn bridges, writing a song about someone he, <laughs> a former friend. <laughs> All right, so last verse: If dogs run free, then what must be must be, and that is all. True love can make a blade of grass stand up straight and tall. In harmony with the cosmic sea, true love needs no company. It can cure the soul. It can make it whole. Let's say the last line together, Dave. If If dogs run run free. (laughs) True love needs no company. It can cure the soul. It can make it whole if dogs run free. Yeah, so again, he really likes to rhyme E. Boy, does he ever. And it's more of this like really, really dumb, like what must be, what must be. It's all unknown. The best is yet to come. True love can make a blade of grass stand up straight and tall. Is that a you think that's a metaphor for his uh, penis? Maybe his dog's penis. Ah, <laughs> I interesting twist. <laughs> in harmony with the cosmic sea, like it's all boy. I think you just like this is just a this is just a throwaway. This is just a complete throwaway song, throwaway lyrics. He's just he's. It, he just seems like to not really care at all. Yeah. True love needs no company. I disagree. Yeah. Being, being in quarantine, I think, uh, I think true love definitely needs some company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I, I thought, I thought l- listening to this, that maybe it was kind of sort of off the top of his head. Uh, maybe it was just like, just sort of a free flowing thing. Uh, but I found out that that's not true, that there was, like he came into the studio with this ready to go, which is disappointing. Yeah, he probably. I know. I was like, oh, maybe when you when you posed that, I, I had a brief like glimmer of hope that was then dashed. Yeah. So and and because the the and the, the other problem with this song, there's there's several problems with this song. Number one, the the form of the song is like you said before, it's kind of a fairly standard blues progression with with sort of jazzier chords. The band is kind of really loose playing this stuff, and he's speaking over over the band. The problem is there's three, four, well, 
besides his his lyrics, before besides his voice, there's three things that are soloing at the same time. There's uh, Al Cooper's organ. There's Bob Dylan's guitar are both playing solos at the same time. And then there's a woman's voice. The scatting. We have not talked about the scatting. Yeah. Martha Stewart, is that her name? I think it's uh, Maritha. Okay. It wasn't Martha Stewart. It's M-A-E-R-E-T-H-A. Maritha Uh, Stewart. So yes, who was a, uh, actually another like like Al Cooper, uh, a very famous behind the scenes uh, studio musician. She played with everyone. She was um, all over a few of Dylan's records. She played. I I I don't have her uh, information up right now, but I know she was playing with a bunch of people. A she, of she's definitely she's on the credits for a bunch like most of the Sesame Street. Recordings, oh, right, right, right. I did specials, some Schoolhouse Rock, mm-hmm. and she was in The Wiz. Oh, cool! All right. Nothing against her voice, but her scatting is. Very distracting, to say the least. Scatting is never not distracting. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I'm hard pressed to find good scat. You know. Yeah, me too. I I don't know any good. Yeah, there's actually there's you know one there's one good scat. scat. The, the scatting has given me joy. In well, the scat man, of course. Yeah, of course. Which has given us all joy. <laughs> and then. There's like a video of Kim Cattrall, the actress from Sex and the City and, you know, Big Trouble in Little China and others. Uh, she, it's There's like a video of her, her husband playing like upright bass and her just like scatting in the living room. And it is so fucking funny. Oh, <laughs> I've never like, seen that before. Yeah, just that's just what they do. Like, yeah, that's what we do. We just like scat in their living room. It's like, oh, boy, it is Weird. so funny. It makes me so happy. It's never Weird. not. Made, made lifted my spirits. I think I'm going to listen to that as soon as this episode ends to pick. My I think I up. think I might have to do that as well. We all need it. So all of those things are happening at the same time. There's this very very upfront scatting. There's Dylan's guitar solo, Al Cooper's organ solo. It's all happening at once. So it's 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 just a mess. And I w- I'd also like to add with the production of this song, there's uh, there's a thing that happens. With Dylan Records, quite often it's it's an odd, odd choices of production, where like I know a lot of his fans say that you know, uh, especially like John Wesley Harding, that the harmonica is super super loud. You know, whether you're a fan of Dylan's harmonica playing or not, it's it's sometimes it can really hurt your ears just the way that it's recorded. It's sort of the same in this song where the guitar is really loud in your ears and the scatting is really, really loud in your ears and everything else is a little bit behind that. Yeah. So it just doesn't like, it's not a pleasant when you listen to it on headphones, it's not pleasant in as background music. You're just like, what is that screeching? (laughs) (laughs) That's scat baby. And yeah, it's like, I thought we were listening to Bob Dylan. This is definitely like a huge departure from anything else he'd done. Like, you know, it's really weird. It's it's it reminds me of that um, 
Do you remember that movie, uh, that Mike Myers movie is So I Married an Axe Murderer? Yeah. yeah. Remember when he does the, like, beatnik poetry? Really cheesy, like beatnik style poetry. The way the way Dylan is like delivering the the lyrics. It's just it's just a bizarre song for for anyone, but for Dylan especially. Yeah, I I, I think he's. It's just like, did he just get high and walk in the park and then see dogs in like the dog run? Like I'm just like picturing where this comes from. <laughs> from I think it's I think yeah I think it's 70s marijuana. Yeah swaggy weed brown weed <laughs> i also found out about this song that he 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 never performed a song live until much later um i think it was like the early 2000s where he started incorporating this song into his live sets and i'll be honest it's i i listened to a version of it and it's not as bad as this the lyrics are the same the lyrics are still garbage but he's trying to sing it a little bit more um and there's no scatting in the back and it's a it's a little bit slightly more structured hmm. and, I mean, uh, and you remove the scatting from this recording and it and it improves the song it definitely improves it yeah but it's still kind of a, a, a just a throwaway track for me it's just i don't get it I just yeah. don't get it i mean bob dylan he's provided he's provided the world with you know probably 60 perfect songs. Yeah. I mean, I, I love, I love Bob Dylan, you know, even the, even like the fucking street legal, you know, infidels, the, 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 the lesser known stuff. There's, there's a hit on every, like even on this, like disjointed weird album, there's still like a hit. The man in me is a, an amazing song. And if not for you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think too many people were covering uh, "If Dogs Run Free." <laughs> but there probably is some weirdos like this is the one man. This is the song. This is the Dylan song. That's yeah, my they're in like they get so deep in into Dylan that they they find like this their the 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 appreciation for this one. Yeah, but whatever. We'll have them them write to us, and uh, they can they can say their piece. But for now, fuck those guys, man. Yeah. <laughs> and girls. And girls and <laughs> and our non-binary friends. So yeah, I mean yeah, I agree with you. I'm I'm a, as big a big a Dylan fan as any. I'm glad we don't we don't have to argue about that. But uh yeah, I, I love Dylan, especially the stuff that, that happened right after this Blood on the Tracks. That's that's one of my Desert Island records, man. Oh boy. Blood on the tracks. But like you said, I, I agree with you. Like all of his records have, there's something to it. And 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 a lot of this stuff that, that doesn't, that, you know, every time he sort of shifts his style, at first you're like, you, you kind of keep it at arm's length. You're like, what the fuck is he doing right now? This doesn't make any sense. This doesn't sound good. But then, you know, if you, if you sort of remove everything you knew about him in the past and just sort of listen to these things unobjectively, you find out that, you know, his lyrics are... St- are always really, really good. Well, obviously not always really, really good, but usually really, really good. 
Um, and the songwritings are really great. You know, whether he's doing the, the Born Again Christian stuff or... Oh, man. Uh, Slow Train Coming and Saved. Those yeah. albums are awesome. I think the Yeah, I, I kind of found a new love for those fairly recently. I, I think the stuff he's doing now is out of this world. I, I really, really like it a lot. Kind of from when Time Out of Mind came uh 1997 i feel like he found a new voice that's just like he's sort of become his his blues idols you know yeah he's yeah well now his voice is so gravelly he can't help but like he's like well this is my i guess this is this is my wheelhouse now Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i love it and it's funny too like researching trying to find a the worst bob dylan song i i would pull out a, a record like is it world gone wrong which I was like, I, I never listened to this record before. I was like, this has got to suck. There's got to be something bad on it. I put it on. I'm like, holy shit, these songs are fucking great. <laughs> these are like, why have I slept on this? You know, I don't, I don't know. I went back home, put on my time. Don't get that girl that money will buy. There's just so much, so much material there, and and uh, I think you just kind of assume that most of it's gonna be bad, but but it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 the best probably of all time, best you know, <laughs> like songwriter, uh, yeah. American songwriter, yeah, of all time. God, I'm just looking at the track list to blood on the tracks. Like, I wonder if he. Like he he knew Blood on the Tracks was gonna be so good, but he just like wanted a lower expectation, and that's why he threw this like four months after Self Portrait, right before Blood on the Tracks, to make it seem that much better. You know, if anybody could do it, he could. Yeah, I mean, I probably... Tangled Up in Blue, Simple Twist, Fade, Idiot, Idiot Wind is a fucking eight minute song. It's so goddamn good though. Yeah, and his yeah, voice on that. He yeah. he turned idiot into a seven syllable word. <laughs> he sure did yeah that's that's such a it's a flawless record there's not a bad moment on that but yeah maybe he just did maybe just put out a bunch of crap to yeah. make or maybe this is just him kind of amping himself up for you know getting all the getting all the the bugs out so to speak and right before he puts out one of the greatest albums of all time yeah a red herring in the in the oeuvre yeah I'm exhausted in seven different ways by this song (laughs) and I I can't, and I have nothing else to say. Nor do I. So thank you listeners. That's our show for, for now. Thanks for listening and please share this podcast with all of your friends who you are, all of your Dylan, Dylan friends, Dylan fanatic friends and email us your thoughts. The worst of the best podcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram or wherever I'm sure you could find us some other place. You could just find us on the street. <laughs> well, not, let, not right now, but we want to know, we want to know your thoughts, people. We want to know, did, did, did you, do you, do you like this song? Are you one of those people that likes this song? Maybe you think this is one of Dylan's best songs because it's so different. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but maybe there's another song by Dylan. That's, that's even worse. Maybe wiggle wiggle is your, is the worst Dylan song ever written? I don't think so. Do you know that one, Dave? Wiggle no, Wiggle. No, I I don't know Wiggle Wiggle. What's that off of? It's off of 
Empire Burlesque, I think. It's yeah. that the that's David. the name of the album for sure. Yeah. I don't I, Yeah. You know, I challenge it's, the listeners to um just listen listen to a Bob Dylan song. Listen to a Bob Dylan album that you haven't listened to because yeah. you'll probably find at least one song you'll that that'll just go that'll go in the rotation for a long time. Damn right. Yeah, so let, let us know. Maybe we missed something, um, a little factoid with this episode that you'd like to add. Or maybe you have a suggestion for a future episode, future artist, or future song that uh, would be fun for us to discuss. Or maybe you just think that Dave and I are the fucking shit and uh, you just you just want to pat us on the back virtually, so to speak. <laughs> so let's, let's keep a conversation going. Thanks, Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. True love needs no company. It can cure the soul. It can make it whole. If dogs run free. 